Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and as always, I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 304 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are continuing our word of the week, and we have a good one for you. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you is coming to you with the word accuser. Yes, that's what's coming up next. All right, everyone, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I'd love to take a few moments to establish protocol. Whether you are a longtime listener or a first time listener, we are so elated and we give God praise for you choosing BlendCouragesYou.com as a source to get your encouragement through the word of God. And if you have not already done so, I'd love for you to consider making our relationship permanent. How do you do that? Well, let's start with where are you listening from today? Are you on the blendcouragesyou.com site? Perhaps you're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podfriend, Podcast Guru, Player FM, Overcast. There are a myriad of different platforms where blendcouragesyou.com can be accessed. So whatever that platform is, wherever that is, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And guess what? That gets you in as a part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from blendcouragesyou.com here with your podcast on the go. So we are continuing our theme for the month of July of 2023 by looking at a word from the Bible and digging in to get a deeper meaning, a.k.a. our word of the week. And this week's word is accuser. Accuser. Now, in doing my study, I did not find this word in the Old Testament or in Hebrew at all. It is in the New Testament a few times, and there are two different definitions. Now, according to BibleHub.com, one of the Greek words for accuser is katagoros. Katagoros. And I'll spell that for you. It is K-A-T-E-G-O-R-O-S. And that meaning is a prosecutor in a lawsuit or one who speaks in a derogatory way of another. And when we look at that word and think about that definition, BCU fam, that sounds like the enemy to me. Now, before I go any further, let me give you that second definition in speaking of the enemy. Now, the other word that I found for accuser is diabolos, 
Yes, Diabolos. And that means adversary or enemy. It can also mean slanderer. So this is someone who is hostile to God and to people. And that part of his work is to accuse people of disloyalty and sin before God. All this is speaking to my spirit, BCU fam, when it comes to accusations. So when we think of an accuser or the accuser, this is someone who is using or allowing the spirit of the enemy to use them to falsely slander you or to say things against you that are not true. And if you have lived for any amount of time, BCU fam, even before your life in Christ and your BC days, but let's let's talk about your after Christ days, once Christ has gotten into your life, most of us, maybe not all, have had an occasion where someone has falsely accused or slandered us of something that was not true. Whether or not it came to our attention or not, Many of us have had to have that situation, and it does not feel good. Now, what we can take comfort in is that when people speak falsely of us, when they accuse us wrongly, what we can do is we can rest in the fact that that's part of the walk with Christ and that we have to handle it in a way that God is glorified, honored, and praised. Let's go to the scriptures and see what the Lord has to say about it. Now, I'd like to go to the book of Matthew, the first gospel in the New Testament, first book in the New Testament, as a matter of fact, and I'd like to go to the fifth chapter. So Matthew chapter five, and we're going to go down to the 10th verse, I believe. I'm going to see how the Lord leads us, BCU fam, because this entire chapter is just, it's really good. It really is. For time's sake, I may have to not read the entire chapter. You know what? You know what? Let's start at verse number one. Let's go ahead. We've got some time. Let's start at verse number one. So Matthew chapter five, we're going to start at verse number one. And again, we're in the King James version of the Bible. And seeing the multitudes, he, and that means Jesus, went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he, meaning Jesus, opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. That's one of my favorites. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Oh, BCU fam, is this blessing you? 
Oh, blessed are they, and here we go, which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, verse number 11 goes even further. Here's where the accusers come in. They start in verse number 10 and they continue in verse number 11. And, and the Lord tells us what to do. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. So that tells us, BCU fam, that someone is going to accuse us. People will allow, once again, the spirit of the enemy to get into them. That spirit of iniquity works in whomever it will. So it needs a willing vessel. And sometimes people just say things that they're not supposed to, don't have any merit, no base, just baseless false claims. If we are being persecuted, reviled, and accused falsely for the sake of Christ, verse 12 goes on to tell us, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they, the prophets which were before you. So this is not a new situation or phenomenon. It may be new to us. But Jesus warned us that it would happen, and our job is not to get back at that person, not to try to slander them, or to even, it says, try to justify ourselves. We are to rejoice and be exceedingly glad because the Lord is keeping good records, and we get a great heavenly reward. So amen to that, BCU fam. Amen to that. So let's go a little further as far as accusations are concerned and see what else the Lord has to say. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3 lets us to know once again that false accusers are going to be around in the last days. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to start at verse number 1. And again, this is in the King James Version of the Bible. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, false people or people bringing false accusations or trying to bring you before the tribunal and accuse you of things that you did not do or say. Timothy go, I'm sorry, Paul goes on to tell Timothy that they will be incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. You all see that? Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So we don't want to even be associated with people who are doing those types of things. So we want to be mindful that we're not running with the false accusers. 
and that if someone does accuse someone of something and they are in our presence, we need to be prayerful and ask the Lord to help us to know what we're supposed to do and how we are supposed to respond so that God is glorified, honored, and praised. In fact, BCU fam, our response really should be one that is steeped in love. And I know that love sometimes gets a hard time because when people are accused, you know, naturally and automatically we want to go to, well, they did it. If we are representing Christ the way that we're supposed to, if we are full of the Holy Ghost and Jesus down on the inside, our minds shouldn't automatically go there. Rather, what should happen is that we respond in love. Now, we can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, very familiar passage of scripture to many of us to look to how to respond. Now, Paul goes into detail about what love does and what it does not do and what we can surmise from the scriptures. And I can go into a few different areas here. I'm going to zoom in on verse number seven of first Corinthians chapter 13 in the King James version and love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things and endures all things. BCU fam, when we think about the love that God has given us, that agape love, if we're bearing all things, that means that we are going to cover that individual who's being accused. So by covering them, when someone comes to me with an accusation, likely false in a lot of, of cases, when, when they're coming to me, I need to ask questions. Have you spoken with this individual? Where did you get your information? Is it verified? Did you run it by the Lord? Have you prayed about it? Have you prayed for them? These are the kind of questions that really helps us to get more information or to, I would say, put out that fire, that tail-bearing fire that's coming. Uh, the person that is giving me the information is probably not going to like it. This is what the scriptures command us to do because we want to believe all things. I don't want to automatically believe that someone that I know, or even sometimes that I don't know, has committed uh, this particular accusation until I get the entire story. So we hope all things and then we endure all things. So that means that if you have some endurance, that you can go far, that you can run with that person that's being accused, that you can hang in there with them, BCU fam, as they're going through their situation or trial. Now, with love, it, it it's not... I would say naive and just blindly accepts all things because there are situations, BCU fam, where someone is being accused of something and that accusation turns out to be true. A lot of times it doesn't. Many times it does. And even in that, we still respond with love. So we're going to make sure that we're bearing all things, that we're keeping the situation in prayer. 
that we are keeping that person in prayer, their family or whatever it is. We need to do that. The scriptures do not say that we don't pray for people that are going through things. Amen. So in that we're believing all things that the Lord will work something out, that someone will be saved. Someone will be healed, delivered or set free. We're hoping all things and we're enduring because we have all been in situations. Well, let me, let me, let me clarify that. Many of us, not all of us, many of us have been in situations where we didn't always get things right. And it's only the grace of God and the prayers of people that helped us to get through. So even if someone did something incorrectly, our job is not to continue to accuse them, but to ask God to bless them and to help them. Amen. Amen. So BCU fam, I am wondering what you are thinking about what we've talked about today. So before we get into that question and how we can talk about that more, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you today, we thank you for the word of God that has illuminated our hearts and minds and has reminded us that we do not want to accuse anyone falsely. Help us to remember to always err on the side of love, to bear, believe, hope, and endure all things. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to know how to respond, Lord, when we are falsely accused. Rather than Execute and say all manner of things against us falsely for your sake. 